0: Uh 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 No ideas original, there's nothing new under the sun. It's never what you do but how it's done. What you base your happiness around, material your women and large paper. That means you were Welcome to no, no Ideas Original, no featuring Shannon and the good brother Mr. Ra. We also What's have Vane joining us, and today we're joined by Duke Blue Devil Safety Jamaric Woods. What's up, bro? How you doing?
1: What's up, man? Thank y'all for having me, man
0: pleasure, bro. It's a pleasure, well, man. Well, I know it's got to be. I know it's got to be a really good feeling now to get the news that, you know, the ACC is going to be moving forward. You guys are going to be on the field and playing games. Let me ask you, how did you even get into football? Because you grew up in Alabama, right? I know Alabama's a football state, but I know you also were involved in basketball at one point.
1: Right, right. You
0: know, getting into football...
1: I didn't want to play. I was, like you said, I wanted to play basketball, and my dad played baseball, so I wanted to play baseball as well. Okay. And I got into football, I was an offensive lineman, and that really made me not want to play. I was offensive lineman to seventh grade. Ah, uh, yeah. No action. Seventh grade, I hit a growth <laughs> spurt, and I started slimming down, I started really working because I was trying to get into basketball, that I just right. had of football, and, you know, they put me at safety one game. I had three picks, three pass deflections, and ever since then, they just kept me a safety, and the rest
0: is history, so. How about that? Man, that's quite a transformation to go from an offensive lineman to a safety. Right, most people yeah. did not know that about me. They always thought, you know,
1: maybe I was most athletic kid, but nah, I was short and stubby, couldn't run for nothing. Oh, that- yeah. <laughs>
2: talk, talk, talk a little bit about Alabama life. What is it to live in Alabama?
1: Man, to live in Alabama, more specifically, Florence. You know, it's really not much to do. It's the same old, same old. You know, small town. Everybody knows each other. Right. Always hot. So you always gonna be in that heat during football and stuff like that. And, right, right. You know, Alabama though. It's, it's nice. It's peaceful out there. You know, the country life and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different from you know I'm
0: going up north to Michigan and coming out here to Duke. So yeah.
2: that's right. That's a big difference, man.
0: What part of um? What part of Alabama did you um? Did you grow up in? Uh, Florence in okay. the north right. course, uh, corner of Alabama. Yeah. My wife has family in um in Canton, so we went to we went to um Canton, I think, and I think we went to is uh, it Bur- we may have been to Birmingham, and like you said, when I went, we drove, we drove from New York. We lived in New York at that time. We drove from New York. Yeah, it was a long yeah,
2: it was <laughs> a long drive.
0: Yes, sir. Long drive, <laughs> and I remember going out there. And everything was about, like a lot of it was, I'm sure you probably enrolled in your life many four-wheelers, right, right. out riding four-wheelers and hunting. That's it, they was like, yeah, Yo, you wanna ride four-wheelers and go hunting? I'm from the city, I'm like, that, let's do it. Yeah, that's <laughs> all we do, uh, go fishing as well. I love it. Right. That's, oh, yeah.
2: that's what's up, man. So what, Look,
3: what? I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Z, nah, go ahead, brother. Hey, hey, Jamaica. So, what, what, what made you pick
1: uh, initially the, the University of Michigan? Man, so this this is a you know long story kind of. My boy, Errol Thompson, he at Mississippi State right now. Uh-huh. He was recruited by Michigan. Bama was there. Mississippi State was there. At one of our spring games. My my going into my tenth grade year, so I was still in ninth grade. And I showed out that game. You know, Coach Wheatley was there, Tyrone Wheatley, y'all know him from Michigan? Oh, yeah. Right, right. That's yeah. right. Number, the thing was number six back then. Yeah. And then uh, he was there. He seen me play, he seen my film, and the next week, Michigan was the first school to offer me, along with Kentucky, in the same day. Wow. Michigan offered me, you know, I never, you know, been through anything like the recruitment process. That's my first experience with it. Right. And, I was just like man they that, that's really love right there you know to be the first of the first one to take a chance on you so i visited up there multiple times and i just kind of fell in love with you know the people up there the school Coach hardball you know the joy right. that's when jordan first got there so all that stuff to you know, all right
2: they, they were jump men. right right Before we you know, became <laughs> jumpman that was up yeah son so. <sighs>
0: Man. Nice. What's What's it like? Like you know, we I see on TV. I I follow Harbaugh when he was playing the NFL. Uh, seen him when he's a coach in the NFL. Seen him as a college football coach. He looks like he's a very intense gentleman. What's it like playing for him?
1: Man, Coach Harbaugh. He's definitely passionate about the game of football, and he's passionate about his players as well. You know, playing for him, he going he to chew you out when it's time to get chewed out, but he also love on you when it's time to love on you. So. Okay. You know, a lot of people, you know, criticizing him and stuff like that. But he's a great person. You know, he's doing things most college coaches wouldn't, you know, taking us on trips and everything. So right. I got the most respect for Coach Harbaugh and that program he got up there. So Nice.
2: That's for sure. Why not Bama? Being a Bama boy, why not Alabama? Man,
1: why not Bama? <laughs> Man, that's a long story too. Man. Like I said, Bama was there that game. Kirby Smart was there. That's when Kirby Smart was at D.C. there. Okay. They invited oh. me and Errol to the campus uh, up there, and Errol already had the offer. I didn't have the offer yet, so I had to go to a camp. Mind you, that's this is the only football camp I've ever been to, Alabama. I went up there did good. You know, then a week later, Kirby Smart leaves. So then they telling wow. me on the phone, like, yeah, you got the offer, but we want you to come up here for Coach Pruitt before you can commit or anything. And I'm like, who? I'm good by that time. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just went ahead just kept going and, you know, way well, I want to do something different anyway. You know, I, a lot of people from Florence and, you know, my area, they go to Bama, Auburn, Mississippi State, all that. And I just want to do something different and show kids in my area that you don't have
0: to go SEC. You don't have to do this. You can do something different. But. Yeah. Right. But that's thing. Growing up in Alabama, like, because Alabama is, is – the- Football football, right there. Well, yeah, like, hey, I, I was an
1: Auburn fan anyway, so. <laughs> oh. man, man.
0: Shout out to the Tigers, man. Oh, yeah. It, it's so... just such rich tradition and history with Alabama that I would think that, you know, like, growing up in Alabama, you'd be like, yo, you know what, my dream is to play football for Alabama. But I would imagine with the program that they have at Alabama and the kind of recruiting that they do that is probably, like, it's so competitive, like, to actually have the opportunity to get on the field probably much more difficult
1: than other programs. Oh, yeah, most definitely. They're they recruiting dogs every year, you know. They're not going to have anybody that they think they can't play. So, it's definitely okay.
2: So, talk about how was it the transition from the high school level to the NCAA level, the speed of the game, and what did you have to work on to, to strengthen your game or improve your game?
1: Uh, I'll say the number one thing was just the mental aspect of it. The game is a lot faster, so one wrong step, you know, you can be out of place in a right. big play. So, as far as athletically, everybody on college level is probably about the same. You know, you still have your freaks out there and everything, but it really comes down to who knows the playbook and who knows what they're doing. That's right. You know, who's time to play, so. I That's feel right. like that mental aspect was the biggest jump, from, like biggest challenge for me coming in as a freshman. That's right.
3: Yeah. Now uh back back when you played for Michigan, were there any athletes that you was like, damn, I gotta I gotta I gotta check this dude as far as like wide receivers or running backs <laughs> that's
1: coming through the hole? Oh man, man. My my class personally, we probably had the best group of receivers come through there. We had Nico Collins, mm-hmm. Reed Black, Donovan peoples Jones, and then uh above me too, they had a running back Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just a lot of weapons over there on the offense. And I'm like, man, like I, didn't have, I never had to play these guys before and I'm not playing every day in practice, but it actually got me better. You know, we competed and it was just fun being out there with those guys. And now they're doing
0: their thing and I'm doing mine. So it was a blessing. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you, you, you said you said something I think is very important that I think a lot of times people don't realize and not only in football, but in any sport the mental aspect of the game. I think what happens early on in sports is you rely solely on your physical attributes. And there are some people, like you said, that their physical attributes, they're just freakish, that they, you know, they run faster, they jump higher, they're stronger. But that mental piece, there are people that I've seen that may not necessarily be physically as gifted, but mentally they're stronger. They know the playbook, they know the ins and outs, they know all of these different things. Talk about from your perspective as a player, like how does somebody get to that point? How do you develop? to get to the point where where mentally you're a better player because physically you could go in the weight room and lift as much as, you know, as possible.
1: Right, right. number one thing is film study. Film will tell the tale. That eye in the sky don't lie. So you just sitting down in your room watching film, breaking down receiver tendencies, quarterback tendencies, uh, opponents, you know, offensive coordinator tendencies, just looking back over the years, you know, what teams he played for, how they run their system and stuff. <coughs> All that's gonna translate to that, that Saturday game and just watching film probably be the biggest part of getting your mental ready. And along with, you know, studying your playbook. Because if you know everybody's job, you know, if somebody's out of place, you can let them know. You can cover. You just have to know your job. You gotta know everybody else's job. So mm-hmm. study your playbook and watch film be the two main factors.
2: That's what's sure. up. That's what's sure. up. So what is it like playing at a high level?
1: Oh, man, this is amazing, man. The like rush. Said, yeah, yeah. You out there in front of 100,000 fans, and you playing against something like NFL talent every week. That's
2: right. That's right.
1: You know, you just – it's a blessing to be able to play a game you love at the highest level. And, you know, we're not, you know, college in the NFL, but playing against NFL talent, so. Well, well Co- Coach
2: Harbaugh called it the Michigan – well, they called it N- N- Michigan's NFL's 30-13. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they, they definitely could. They – yeah. It's talent everywhere up there.
2: Yeah, man. so Michigan don't play, man. Yeah. With that being said, uh, why why did you choose Duke? Cause you got you got the talent, you got the coach, you got the experience, you got the resume, and got the history.
1: Yeah. So, reason I chose Duke, really, you know, Michigan. I was up there for a good three years. You know, mm-hmm. I played, and you know, I went on trips with them, and I got to build a lot of relationships up there in Michigan. That's right. After those three years, I just felt like it was time for me to do something different, you know, just in my life period. Not just football, okay. just in my life, you know. That's right. I wanted to get That's back, you know, somewhere where I was a little more comfortable as far as the South and everything. And just build some new connections somewhere else. And Good stuff. Me, you know, I've always been a, a faith first, family second, future next, then football. So I was just kind of looking out for my future at that point. And, you know, Duke was really the best option for me because I could put a Michigan degree and a Duke degree together. So after football, I'd be fine. And at the it's same time Duke is That's in right. ACC with the great right. coach and Coach Techcliffe, who's been to, you know, ACC championships and stuff and mm-hmm. brought that Duke program back. So I was like, you know, it's the best of both worlds right there. So I was like, let me go to Duke's.
0: That's what's up. How, how, does, the, um, how does the NCAA prepare, or just in general, like how do any of these college programs prepare people for life after football, because football, to me, I, it's, it's always been interesting to me. Like, you see people grow up, they play football, and then there's the possibility, like I've I seen a stat before where they said like the average person is in, a, in the NFL for maybe like five years or something. I don't know if that's changed, but it, I, I could never wrap my head around spending the first 20-some years of your life preparing for this moment, and then after five years, the moment is done, so I'm just wondering, like, is there preparation through the NCAA or through these college programs that help prepare pay players for life after football?
1: Yeah, yeah, there's most definitely programs and and we have seminars and meetings all the time about life after football, whether it's, you know, how to control, you know, control your money and get all your uh, credits and stuff right and just really picking out what you want to do after football, your, your career really. For me personally, I went the sport management route and in Michigan, because I want to do something with sports. I wanted, My dream is to open up a facility down in Florence, Alabama, where athletes come in there, get training, and right. also you know, nice. work on the school, kind of like an after-school program, but with right. sports involved as well. That's for and, sure. Uh, so that's why you know, I'm getting my sports management degree at Michigan, get my business degree down here at because, you know, I don't know exactly how I'm going to get to that point, but with those two degrees, it's going to help me get to where I need to be at. I feel that's like right. the coaches push you as well. You know, you come talk to them one-on-one, whenever. That just takes, right. like, real life, you
0: know? Yeah, that's dope. Do you see people that, um, that are so roped into, like, you know what, it's all pro football for me, I don't need to worry about anything else, that they just get, they get focused so much on the pro football that they forget about that football is not going to be forever?
1: Yeah, yeah, you definitely have some people that's just locked in on football, especially at a young age. A lot of freshmen come in, they just want to be locked in on football. But after they get through the college, they understand like you know, maybe I shouldn't put my eggs all in one basket, and mm-hmm. you know I can still focus on get to lead. That's my goal. That's my plan A. Mm-hmm. But let me have a backup plan as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, let me get this degree, or you know, let me make these connections with this guy. So after football, you know, I know him. I get him up whenever. So yeah, I feel like starting off young, you really focus on football, and even like you know when you get older, you still focus on football, but mm-hmm. you're looking for that plan B as well. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I watched some of your some of your some of your videotapes, man. You you're a zero win cornerback. Like you see a gap,
1: yeah.
2: you hit it. Now, how do you work on your craft? How do what, what are some of your personal goals?
1: Um, uh, well, I work on my craft. You know, I just watch players that play my same position. You know, mm-hmm. I watch some greats. I watch some people. You know, that that was in front of me in Michigan.
2: That's and
1: right. I study a lot of film, so. I go out there and try to replicate. You know, football at the end of the day is a copycat game. Coaches copycat each other, players copycat each other. You know, you just trying to elevate your game, every day.
2: That's right.
1: So that's one of the things I do for that. And then, uh, what was the second part to your question? Uh, what some of your personal goals? Personal goals? Yeah, personally, I just want to be the best teammate I can be. You know, that's really what I'm focused on because my coach at high school, Coach Wallace, he said. You know, if the team's success the team's success will help your success. So you right. winning, That's gonna be more exposure for you, more bigger opportunities for you. So you get your teammates and be your teammates along as is as only gonna make you better at the end of the day. So I'm just really right. focused focus on being the best teammate I can be.
3: That's right, be a leader, brother. Be a leader, man. Right. Now, uh Jamaric, uh just, just to piggyback on I think the second or last uh answer that you gave about maybe two minutes ago, um, what age did you did you did
1: you know that you wanted to play football? Yeah. So, like I said, seventh grade is really the year that I shaped up into a football player. But it wasn't until ninth grade where I knew football was going to be, you know, those, my sport because I was practicing. That's when my coaches from private they had just got there. They had came to a spring practice and moved us up and everything. And we were practicing with the varsity in ninth grade. And I had I was making plays that that day. And uh, we had, our school had a lot of scouts out there. So University of Miami was out there. He seen me and, you know, he wow. pulled me over to the side in the office and was like, man, I got my eyes on you, son. Like, I'm coming back for you. So once that happened, I was like, shocked, really. Nightwraith, <laughs> like... you Yeah, all the way to Miami. And I that's around the time the documentaries that you had just came out too. Like, mm-hmm. so I was like, man, I could really do this. <laughs>
2: So was that position naturally for you? Like, you didn't try wide receiver?
1: Uh, I I played both ways up until 10th grade. And, uh, you know, I was just so physical and so savvy
0: on defense. They just kept me on defense. They kept
2: me on defense. Yeah, you on it, bro. Yeah.
0: What do you think about his uh, – I'm a Jets fan. So uh, so Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams,
2: (laughs) the
0: best safety in the league. Yeah, I know. And, you know, we we got two first-round picks for him. You know, he's going to Seattle, right. but um, everybody hands down is saying that he's, you know, Jamal Adams, he's a beast, he's the best safety in the league. Who's behind jo- Jamal Adams? Who's the second best safety in the league? Mm-hmm. Well, in my
1: opinion, I would have to say Tyron Matthews just because of his versatility. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a Super Bowl champion. He brought that Chiefs defense back to where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Sure. Personally, I always loved Tyron Matthew. You know, I was an LSU fan growing up as well. That was really my dream school I wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. i had got that offer but i had got it kind uh, of late so i didn't want to i didn't want to flip you know you like, had already
0: committed to um to michigan
1: yeah i want to be a man of <laughs> school, so, you know i stayed in michigan but i want to say ty matthew and then maybe uh darwin james as well he's very versatile you know long guy big physical guy mm-hmm. blitz cover running backs everything so mm-hmm. those would be my next two in line after jamal adams
0: yeah What's it like when you get, when they give the play and they actually call for a, give, give a, a safety an opportunity to blitz?
1: Man, that's what we, <laughs>
0: we want to do that, we want to
1: do that. It, it's fun when you can play downhill fast, you know, you right. know, like, you're sitting back, waiting on the receiver to make a move. Just go ahead, and blitz in and trying to get a sack. You know, it's a bit of drilling rush, trying to beat the man get past a lot of running backs. So, uh, I love safety blitzes and
0: hopefully the Duke they'll call a lot up here, so. Yeah. yeah. I've always I've always wanted also, like, as a safety. Like, have you had the ability to play with somebody that, you know, that they said that this person is a lockdown corner? And how does that suit you up as a safety?
1: Yeah, most definitely. At Michigan, we had many of them come through. You know, David Long, LaVert Hill, Embry Thomas. Even some of them that you didn't see on the field, like Benjamin St. Jules, he's in Minnesota now doing his thing. And, you know, I played with lockdown corners. Even up here at, uh, shoot, You got Mark Gilbert. Uh, mm-hmm. Mike Carter, all of them. So, mm-hmm. and it, it, it definitely helps you out because when you're in that post as a safety, if you know that the corner can hold his own, his, his own on his island uh, on his side, mm-hmm. that you can cheat to the other side, you yeah. can up more more fluid in your uh, movement So, yeah. you definitely, you know, good thing.
2: Was it ever a lack of opportunity up in Michigan that you think you're now that you're going to Duke, you're gonna get more of an opportunity now?
1: as far as like on the football field?
2: On the football field, yes, sir.
1: Oh, most definitely. Uh, in Michigan, you know, I was always in the three-man rotation in safety, so I kind of split reps. I only get like 20, you know, maybe 25 plays a game sometimes. And, mm-hmm. you know, I started my freshman year against South Carolina. Yes, sir. did very well freshman in freshman year. Played a lot against Florida, Ohio State. Like, well, I played a lot in the big games, but just kind of throughout the season I didn't play a lot. So
0: hopefully I have a bigger role up here at uh, Duke. You that's know, right. That's one of the reasons. So, yeah
2: okay that's
0: for sure. is there i mean i know i know the way it works is you into the transfer portal is there a conversation to be had with um jim harbaugh when you decide that you're gonna transfer
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. i let him know you know um i told i basically go down the you know stats like i said you know me just getting 20 reps and and i told him i was gonna be there for three or four years and i did my three years there so there's no bad blood against a, a, a rookie or anything, you know, Coach ball, you know, we still text,
0: actually, you know, my dad and him,
1: they just had a conversation the other day, so there's no bad blood, so. Yeah,
0: nice. nice. That's nice. Hey, yo, I'm happy to hear that, because you just see him on TV, I'm like, man, this man just seems so intense, but it seems like he's a really good dude. <laughs> Wow, he's a very good
1: person. You know, a lot of people might think you know this and that, but depending on him, like media, they can change your perception of him. You know, anyway, but he's a great person. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So, now, is there like right before your games, uh, or the night before the game, or several days prior to the game, are there any things that you try to stray away from with your with your with your with your regular diet, just to you know have more of a sharper mind or? Feel that you know
1: you you feel that you have more energy you know when when the game come up, or do you Definitely. just do regular? I love sweets you know I love desserts I love candy <laughs> so I always all week I don't eat sweets I don't eat fried foods I don't eat bread you know I try to get oh, my yeah okay. I try to get my carbs differently like potatoes and pasta and stuff that's right okay. and after you know before the game you know I always eat a nice meal a light meal or whatever. But after the game, I'm all on the dessert, all on the bread. <laughs> I say that Saturday night, that Sunday uh, day, that's when I can you know, just skip on my diets and stuff. So, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. Do you, how do how do um, like the, you think about like the wear and tear associated with playing a game of football? Like, what do you do to make sure that you keep your body intact?
1: All right. Uh, number one thing is just staying in that training room. You know, you don't want to be in the training room for the wrong reason. You want to be in the training room because you're, you want to be in a training room, not because you have to be in the training room, if that makes sense, you know. Right. if you have to be in the training room, that means you already hurt, you know, you already behind anyway. But if you want to be in a training room, that means, you, you know, any nicks and knacks that you have, you get them right. So as far as ice bath, stretching, foam rolling, all that good stuff, you just got to do that every day and stay consistent with it because you see, you know LeBron, he puts millions of dollars in his body every year. Oh, yeah. oh it's, yeah, it's kind of the same way in college. You don't have that same resources, but whatever resources you have, you have to use
2: And I think I think LeBron has set a trend for young players with that, with them focusing on their bodies and the way they eat a lot more. So you can have a lasting career. Your career don't have to last just four, five years because you're gonna get hit, you're gonna get injured. It's a contact sport. You're gonna get banged around. So the best thing is to eat right. Live right, get a lot of rest, mm-hmm. do things, do things by the book. You know what I mean. Follow, right. like you said, it's a copycat league, a, a copycat environment we're in. So it's best to follow those who've done it well. You know what I mean. Well, that, so that's dope.
0: Yeah. You know, so, um another thing that I was wondering, like this come this comes up a lot, and you hear more so probably in basketball, college basketball, and football. You know, there, I know there's some talking. I don't know if you've heard it on your level. We hear from the outside about the NCAA actually considering paying college players because they feel that they're profiting off of the college players. Has there been any internal discussions about that with you guys? Or that's just something that you're just waiting to hear more about?
1: Uh, well, I mean, like you said, we see it in the news and, you know, we talk about it in little groups and stuff like that. But it's not like a big you know, board or anything of players and we're talking about it really. Mm-hmm. Uh me and my boys actually uh we got a little group where there's a lot of college athletes in there mm-hmm. called CAU and okay. uh college athlete unity. And it was really just, you know, we wanna make change and you know, with all this this racism and Black Lives Matter and everything going on. we am trying to me help sure. with that situation. And one of the points we were was brought up uh was that you know uh, the likeness and image stuff, but you haven't really got too deep into that right now with all the racial tension going on right now. So
0: yeah, yeah, no, that definitely to take priority over the NCAA um, so right. You know, I just I think back like um, Michigan, and you're probably young, so I don't know how much you know about like the Michigan Fab um, Fab Five with Chris Webber. I'm sure you've heard the the story and the legend. Uh, um, yeah. Of those um, guys. I met Jimmy King, one of my first visits up here to Michigan. So. He's a hell of a dude. To me, he, he, he didn't take off the way I, I would have liked to have seen him take off. I think he got drafted by the Raptors or something like that. But uh, he was a great player. Great right. player. And at a time, they set the standard for what college basketball looked like. The whole fashion with the long shorts, the low ankle socks, and everything. And I remember seeing a documentary. They did the Fab Five documentary. And I think Jalen Rose said something like he, he was walking down the street and he saw his jersey for sale, but he could barely afford a slice of pizza or wow. something like that. So I think it's just always that something that something that comes up. And one of the things that you hear often, um, people's counter argument to it is that, well, the athletes get a free education out of it. Well, I think, you know, I, I get it because that is respectable, like to get a free education, you know, and I'm speaking as a person who, you know, graduated from college and got three degrees. So I know the cost associated with college, but I also know the cost associated that student athletes you know the, the money that student athletes generate for these colleges so i do hope that one day it gets to a place where you know i'm not saying that people need to get nfl level or nba level contracts but maybe mm-hmm. a little bit better yeah. than give uh, them a check three dollars a week yeah, son. and a
1: lunch cover bag. the books cover the books cover the food something give yeah, them something man, man. Something, um, man it's about time you know and this this is a perfect time for change too with all this covid stuff going on everybody at home and can actually sit down and talk. So right, you know, a perfect time That's right.
2: Experience. Definitely. That's right. That's right. So what are your goals for Duke, man? Now that you're going there, I know you got some lofty goals. You're probably going to set that place on fire, bro. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, first thing first, I just want to win. I always, in my mind, I want to be a winner. So I want to win up here, win the ACC. That's and, right. Uh, have a great year. Like I told him, uh, I got two years of eligibility left. That's I'm right. Win play like I got one, you know? So I just want to right. leave it all out there on the field and really just show my teammates, show my coaches, show the fans, so everybody that haven't seen the Jamarck Woods to the table
0: and show what I can bring, so.
1: Nice.
2: That's nice, bro.
0: Now the one, the one non-ACC game you guys have, or now I guess they're gonna be ACC, is what? Um, uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is gonna. Yeah. Have well, we got Notre Dame, and I think we
1: add one more. So it's like Notre Dame basically joined the ACC, I think. Mm. Yeah. For for this like little you know holy stuff. Yeah. And so I think that's a part of our ten games, and then I, I'm not sure. You know, I'm not 100 sure on that. Yeah. I hope we do play Notre Dame because I played them. Uh, Michigan. When, yeah, twenty eighteen and I, I did great I graded out hundred percent that game. You know, I had about twenty plays get out hundred percent. So I got but we lost that game, so I got a little revenge for them. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: what's
3: up.
1: Hey, can you can you can you tell
3: us uh being with all this COVID stuff going on, what is what is the typical uh practice regimen that you guys go
1: through? Uh well right now they have us broke down, you know, maybe Less than 20 players, maybe fifth, less than 15 players each group. We go in and we always have to wear masks. Everything we do, whether it's working out, running, anything, walkthrough. we wear masks and we're socially distancing. So even when we have walkthroughs, we can only we're five yards apart. So you both be pressed up on the receiver. You press from five yards off, so <laughs> it's a little weird. But you know, we right. really complaining about it because we all want to get out there and play football. So. But we also want to be safe while we're doing it. So we don't want this to spread any further. than it's already going. So. Right. That's right. That's
0: right. That's right, man. Yeah. One of the things I love about football also is that football, to me, is, like, comparable to chess, meaning it's a cerebral game. So, to me, there's a game with inside a game. Like, you see offensive right. coordinators versus defensive coordinators. And you see, like, the schemes that different people use and stuff like that. Like, how, just how thick is the, co- the college playbook?
1: and it, it can wow. get as big or how little as you want it. You know, coaches will be, will install a whole thick packet of plays before the season. But, you know, one week you we might just be like, all right, we just running this package or right. we can open up the whole playbook. So, mm. so like you said, it's a chess game. So, whatever your opponent is doing, you're going to match it, try to do better than that. So, it's really, really up to the coaches
0: when it comes to how far they want to open up their playbook. But as far as the playbook, the playbook is thick. So, Mm. Have you had an opportunity to play against anybody, and not players per se, but like offensive coordinators that you just walk away from the field and be like, man, like this is a dude who really, his he really had the right scheme for us.
1: Man. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't know any of their names, but I guess the games that I can say that I played against we probably had to be Ohio State, you know. That's you know, yeah, that's Ohio State, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, eight they, eight they eight eight really eight. had a good scheme for us on, off on uh, their offense because we had some stuff in there for them, and mm-hmm. you know, they made the checks at halftime. It was like, man, like
2: <laughs> switch the game up on you real quick, right? Right, yeah,
0: they did, so yeah. Now, another thing that you like, you um, it was mentioned earlier, we talked about like speed, the difference of the speed of the game. Um, and as you increase in levels, what really is, cause like for the, the average person, like I'd never play football competitively, but when I hear speed, I'm, tr- I'm just thinking about like what the difference is in terms of the speed. Cause I had an opportunity to go to Jets training camp, you know, and at Jets training camp, I was looking and you know, you up close. I'm like, damn, like these dudes are moving really, really fast, but that's training camp. So in my mind, I'm like, when they get on the actual field, but when I go to the games, I'm like, they don't look like they are moving that fast, but in the actual game, you know what's the difference in terms of the speed?
1: Yeah, uh, I, I I definitely agree with you. From a player, like from a fan, like when you're watching the game, mm-hmm. you know it's like you can see everything that's happening. When you actually on that field, it's kind of like this. You know what I'm saying? As <laughs> a fan, you see this, but as a, a player, you see this right here. So you got to keep your head on the swivel. Mm-hmm. But like I said, one wrong step, one wrong move, you got guys out there running four 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 three. You know, they can't go. You yeah. got linemen pulling, big 300-pound linemen pulling, and, you know, they get up on you, and you take that wrong step, then you block. So, yeah, that's right. so it's just, it's more, when I say speed, you know, it's long speed, but it's also quickness, you know, how quick you can think, how quick you react. So. Mm. Yeah. That's what I meant
3: to ask you, too, Jamar. What's your, what's, what was
1: your best 40 speed? For the, for uh, the 40- my best 40 speed? I came in Michigan, I ran like a four, four or five something. And then before I left, I was in the low 4-5, so I'm still about 4-5. Okay, okay. But yeah. That's hopefully still fast, man. man. Yeah. yeah, hopefully we can get that down, man. You know, for somebody that's 6'3", 215, 220, you know, running 4-4, four, four, that'd be...
0: That'd be great. excellent. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That'd be how, the ticket right how, there. How do you increase speed, though? Like, what do you do to increase
1: speed? Put them parachutes on your back, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, most definitely. And, and with me, it was more technique-wise, you know. A lot of those guys, they run track and stuff. And I only ran track for one year. Mm-hmm. You know, I really wasn't into it. Mm-hmm. And so 40 is all about the technique to start, to get off. So right. I think like that's how you increase speed as far as that way. But, you know, most of it, you know, like you said, parachutes, pair of shoes is running. You got to run fast and go fast. So that's I,
2: know, I, I know a coach right now. He's, he's the coach for Little League Basketball, and he got his kids all on Orchard Beach, all of them got parachutes on running through right, the city. Right. yeah. And they be killing them. I'm like, ah, seven in the morning, these little kids got to go at it. But yeah.
0: their speed, endurance, they increase their endurance, that's yeah. what you need, man. You want to yeah. play longer, man. There are, some, there are some dudes, though, that's just straight, you know, like you said, Fast, like, yeah. freaks that's just burners that are right out the gate. God given man. I played with uh, I played
1: with Henry Ruggs at the Alabama Mississippi All Star Game. He ran a four two at the combine. Damn,
0: that's uh, God, yeah. God given. Four <laughs> that's two, God given right like there,
1: man.
0: Yeah, Jesus. That's light, they
1: don't to try; they that's... just floating on air.
0: But what's what's that route like? Is there even a route associated, or a person just running by? Like I couldn't imagine lining up against somebody like that.
1: Right. If you line up with somebody like that, you better hope you got some help over top. Yeah, you got with the top.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> help me out bro
1: yeah
0: all right now again going back to because I'm a, because I'm a Jets fan um I don't how much how much have you followed or uh, do you know about Darrell Reeves oh yeah Darrell Revis. actually
1: I think Mark Gilbert you can look this up too he's a cornerback that plays here dude he's going to be first round all that had a freak accident uh hip injury mm. but I think he's related to Darrell Reeves in some oh, okay. way Okay, so, but I, personally, I knew the Revis when he was in the league playing for the Jets. So, you know, lockdown corner, mm-hmm. Revis Island. So yeah,
2: yeah, man, he as, was a beast, yo. So.
0: Yeah, as Revis, like we Revis left, we end up getting him back. But in terms of Revis' technique, what I what I noticed from him is that when Revis was first with the Jets, he it was like it, he was he was Revis Island, like they was leaving him alone. He was covering everybody's one, like it wasn't nothing. When he came back, his technique changed where he wasn't pressing anybody. He was laying off of people. For five yards, and all the all the um quarterback would do is just keep throwing checkdowns, like a person run a real short route, dunk it off, or some kind of rub or something like that, or whatever. What is it that you know that cornerbacks um, they lose a step in their speed, or is that the scheme to just drop back five yards? I definitely think I
1: definitely think it's a, it's a combo of both. But at the same time, you know, playing that corner, playing that island. You know, you got young guys coming in every year, gunning for your spot. Mm. You know, I know, come in and they fast and fast. You might just get slower and slower. You know, yeah. Right. Like, like you see, Charles Wilson came in corner, but then at the end of his career, moved to safety.
0: You know?
1: Yeah, because it's it's different speeds, man. I'm telling you, in the league, you got four three all around. So. Yeah. But at the same time, it's definitely scheme too, because. We'll take three-yard dips and dunks here, you know, Just come up and make the tackle. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be 50 yards.
0: Yeah. You know what's another thing that's always amazing to me? When you see, like, those linebackers with that speed. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's dangerous, son.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's
0: some freaks out there, man. Some freaks. Because <laughs> people are machines. So you, you talked a little bit about... Um, life after football, which I, which I appreciate because that was one of the questions I was going to ask you, like, you know, like have you begin thinking about life after football. So your, um, your bachelor's degree, you got a bachelor's from Michigan, right? And you said that's sports management? Yes, sir. I was in the school of
1: kinesiology, one of the top kinesiology schools in the nation. Uh, I got my, nice. degree, my bachelor's in sports management there. Nice. And I'm in the Fuqua School of Business here at uh, Duke an mms program a master of management studies so right. it's a combination of every business aspect so.
0: yeah man yo you make you make your family <laughs> proud man yeah man you gotta do good <laughs> stuff bro i see it
1: man, man. you make it <laughs> your... oh yeah zane
0: you were saying something
1: i was just saying i'm trying oh, to uh, represent man oh that's right oh. you doing it man
3: yeah i was i was uh i was i was texting your pops the other day at at, at last night and he was saying i guess when you guys come up here you know we'll uh, link up and all that what 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 is the um i would say what are what are one of the major factors when it comes to uh being an athlete and being being a role model
1: one of the major factors is just the people around you you know you are who you hang around so for me as an athlete growing up in high school, I always hung out with, you know, the athletes, the people who had the same mindset as me, trying to get the same places as me. That's you know, right. I, I had friends, you know, that were doing certain things that not, you know, not... That's
2: right, that you want to be involved know,
1: in. Yeah, 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 <laughs> but, you know, I and I was, you know, still cool with them, but I had to let them know, like, it's time for me to go for the work, like, you do whatever yeah. you got to do. That's league. right, that's so right. When you have that eye on you, you know, it's like, even when nobody's looking, somebody's watching. So, always you know, watching, watching that little kid looking at you, or you know, mm-hmm. somebody somebody out in the Walmart looking at you, and they know who you are. So you gotta really you under a microscope as an athlete. So you gotta be a, a role model wherever you go. Yeah,
0: That's right. Right. You gotta well, stay the straight and narrow. We talked about NCAA reform, but here's another thing that I think the NFL the NFL may want to look at. Knowing that foot that the, the shelf life for football players is considerably less. I really believe that the NFL needs to do more by way of guaranteed contracts for people because you have these situations where you have players that they'll still sign, you know, lucrative contracts and then the team will keep them for two years and then after their value diminishes or they get hurt or whatever and they cut them and the only thing they got is whatever the guaranteed money was or whatever the signing bonus is. So, you know, I always commend people that, you know, like you said, you were a two sport player. You had, you were playing basketball and you have football and you, you know, you decided to go the direction of football um, because there are some people that look at it and say, well, basketball and baseball, you know, if you make it to a professional level, that's guaranteed money. What, you know, what goes into a choice like that outside of money? I'm sure love of the game also factors in. Right, it's definitely,
1: like you said, love of the game is first because, talking to, I was working out in Birmingham with uh, Mario Addison, he plays defense in hand for the Bills right now, but he's from uh, Alabama. Mm-hmm. He's just like young buck. You gotta love this stuff, man. You gotta have fun with it. You know, if you don't love it, have fun with it, you're not gonna laugh. So you gotta love this game to make it to that level. And uh, but at the same time, you gotta be realistic with yourself. You know, I right. you, you know, seven foot, you know, basketball might not be the option unless you just handle the rock like no right. else. Other- <laughs> like, right. You know, like Steph Curry. So you gotta be realistic with yourself, and you always gotta put your all into whatever you do choose. So. You know, whether it was basketball or football, I was going to put my all into it, but... Anyway,
2: that's right.
1: Yeah, but I, I definitely understood at the young age that I could get my college paid pay for, for football, so that really put, like, a uh, like tech market on
0: football. Come on, yeah. So you, you lead, you, you, you have this experience, you know, you're going to have the potential of possibly getting drafted to play professionally. You know, you come out of it with two degrees, and you're doing something that you you know, you love doing. That's just a win win all around.
1: Right, man. It's it's a blessing. You know, like I said, my faith is first and you know, right. God brought me this far, and I don't know he's not gonna leave me. So, you know, I'm just blessed to be a part of the team I've been a part of, the experiences I've been a part of and like you said, I got my degrees, I'm gonna get my degree I'm have my opportunity to play the game mm-hmm. I love at the next level. So it's just all him at the end of the day is all God. Yeah, man. Let yeah. me
2: find I'm going to buy me a 26 jersey, son.
1: <laughs> oh, you got, you got, you got by to buy a oh, nine now?
2: Nine, a nine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. About, about to get that nine jersey right up here, son. Yeah. I think we got a winner in this guy. He's, he's a winner right here,
0: man. <laughs> God bless when, you, brother. When you, first, when you went to your first visit up in um at in, in, Ann Arbor, that was your first time coming up north? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't.
1: That was my first time. Uh, actually, no, no. I, we drove up there for the visits. But my first time ever on a plane was going to Michigan. So I wow. never been. The farthest I've been was New Orleans from Alabama. Mm-hmm. So That's when I went great. to Michigan, it was definitely a culture shock. You know, the cold weather. That's what uh, I was just
0: about to say because I'm thinking. Yeah. If you waitress, on from asked me,
1: he asked me, <laughs> "What kind of pop do you
0: want?" I'm like, "Pop, pop." <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: So it was a little different, man. It was, but it was, it was adorable at the same time.
0: Yeah, I could imagine that, going from that Alabama heat to going up to, to Michigan, like, still, the winter up there, man. How was the food up
3: there
1: in Michigan? Huh? How was the food up there in Michigan?
3: Oh, it was... It was, it was decent? It ain't Alabama food. It ain't
1: Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't no close. It ain't Alabama, but it was, it was... I tried a lot of new stuff up there, so it was uh, good.
2: How was your transition into Duke? Was that a little
1: bit more seamless? Yeah, Duke was a little smoother because this, it reminds me more of Alabama Florence environment, just yeah. way bigger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we had a lot of, you know, things in common as far as restaurants and how the people act and everything, so mm-hmm. it was a little smoother transition to Michigan. And I'm also older, and I've been through a lot more things, so, you know, I guess that played <laughs> back to
0: where. Yeah. Right. The Carolina, the Carolina, Carolina south, but it's not. It's not nearly as southern as Alabama. But it, 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 it's yeah. close to the. <laughs> you to the, the Alabama field, definitely in Michigan. You about to say though? You were saying a funny story. I think in relation to the cold. And-
1: oh yeah, yeah. Funny story. First day off the plane. You know, I didn't. I had on probably like a hoodie like this as a regular <laughs> hoodie, you know, regular sweats, thin sweats, no mm. snow boots, anything. Negative mm. seven degrees. I'm walking in the snow, walking to my dorm. I'm like, man, take me back home. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> my first
0: negative seven degrees. I'll never forget it. Man. But man. playing playing in the playing in those elements, I would imagine, is very fun though. Well, in the cold? Yeah. I don't think I, <laughs> I mean I grew up really? in the north, so
2: nah, not yeah. really. Yeah. <laughs> It, that's how we That's how we generate heat in the North. We play yeah,
0: in the cold. I grew up in the North, so, you know, there are times when, like, people be like, oh, man, it's cold or it's cool out, and it's, like, 50 degrees, and I'll be like, 50 degrees? We should be having a barbecue.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, I on that, but I, I just, when it get a little too cold, them hits hurt a little worse, you know? Yeah. You know I, mean?
3: <laughs> I was just about to ask you that. What was the time that stuck out in your mind when it was cold up there and you playing, and you had a... You had to hit a hit an offensive player or and you was like, damn man, what
1: my did I get myself <laughs> into? My freshman year against Ohio State, you can probably go back and watch this. Me and Mike Webber met in the hole. And it was cold that game, so I wasn't really loose. And mm-hmm. you know, when I hit him, my back, you know, bended a little bit and I was like, Man, this cold oh, man. Is different, man. <laughs> like, I wish it was warm out here. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. yeah man
2: that's for sure yeah I'm well, good man
0: well thank you again thanks for coming on and look man I want to wish you much success whether it be the NFL whether it be your business just yes, in, life in general it sounds like you're doing really good things you oh, know yeah. you know. I appreciate that you're you know, faith based family you know and with all the good energy that you that you have that you putting out like only good is going to come to you man yes sir I believe I'm sure that. your family's extremely proud proud of you and, and excited like you know it's my first time meeting you but you know I look i'm telling you as a black man to black man like i'm proud and i'm excited and it, it seems like that you're on you know you're on pace to do some really great things in your life man
1: sir i appreciate y'all for having me man it's been fun time talking to y'all and meeting y'all for the first time so We'll mm-hmm. definitely have to do it again, man. So, That's up. Uh,
2: yeah, that, cha- that championship time, son. Let's go get that, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and
0: I, you know, and I appreciate most of you giving like the internal football insight because, like I said, like I've never played football. You know, I've played football, but not on a competitive level.
2: Competitive like level,
0: right? I played baseball competitively. I played basketball competitively, but not football. So everything that I see is from a fan standpoint. You know, and I'm looking at the stuff and I'm like, why wouldn't this guy just do this and do that? But it totally makes sense being an outside observer, you know, rather than being on the field seeing it.
1: Right, right.
0: Yeah, it's
1: it's totally different when you're out there in that, that pressure and that fire. so. You know and, and you know the fans they they have their opinions and everything but at the same time you just got to stay the course and do what you got to do mm-hmm. no matter how bad it look on them film you gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> All right.
2: Right. Right. good yeah. point good point stay the course man
0: yeah no nah, it's easy to sit in the stands or sit on the sofa and be like yo what what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> That's right. right, so thanks again man thanks for signing on we appreciate it thanks a lot cuz appreciate it man